booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. Right now, 29 degrees, cloudy skies on this Thursday, February 2nd. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Go! Well, a violent confrontation is what you just heard there with demonstrating migrants refusing to be bused to the Brooklyn Terminal. National and local dignitaries attend the Memphis funeral of Tyree Nichols. Hunter Biden asks for a criminal probe into Trump allies regarding his famous laptop. FBI agents search the Delaware Beach home of President Biden. It's all part of the classified documents investigation. Fed policymakers signal no end in sight to benchmark interest rate hikes following yesterday's quarter point hike. Well, the ongoing migrant standoff by asylum seekers being removed from the Watson Hotel in Hell's Kitchen turned ugly Wednesday after a group of about 10 protesters used open umbrellas to try and prevent the news media from documenting the scene. NYPD cops issued warnings but made no arrests. New York City Council Member Joe Borelli spoke to Fox News. There aren't any new, new hotels to lease. So when, when you hear something about uh, how women and children are being given priority to these hotel rooms, but they're asking single men to go to a sort of a congregate shelter, this seems entirely reasonable to almost anybody but these wild, crazy leftist activists who really just want to get more money for nonprofits in New York City and change housing policy. New York City Mayor Adams addressing migrants' complaints about being transported to the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal to make space at the Watson for migrants with kids. Adams visited Red Hook. When I went there and saw that clean bathrooms, uh, heat, warm, some people were wearing shorts and size. And the world's tallest Holiday Inn has won a judge's approval to become a shelter for migrants in Manhattan's financial district, clearing the way for a deal with the city that will... Pay the hotel's owner $190 a room per night. Funeral services for Tyree Nichols Wednesday among the mourners. Vice President Kamala Harris and the activist the Reverend Al Sharpton of the National Action Network celebrated the life of Tyree Nichols. His death has led to second-degree murder charges against five former Memphis police officers. Here's Vice President Harris. And when we look at this situation... This is a family that lost their son and their brother through an act of violence at the hands and the feet of people who had been charged with keeping them safe. The Reverend Al Sharpton delivered an impassioned eulogy saying Nichols' life and death served as a call for justice. Attorneys for the president's son, Hunter Biden, on Wednesday asked state and federal agencies to investigate a computer repair shop owner, John Paul Mac Isaac, Rudy Giuliani, and a number of right-wing political figures involved in disseminating contents of Hunter's famous laptop. Biden abandoned the laptop at Mac Isaac's shop in Delaware during the 2020 presidential campaign. Biden's attorneys sent letters alleging that they committed computer and other criminal violations in their effort to weaponize the laptop's contents against his father, then a presidential candidate. 
John Paul Mac Isaac spoke previously to the 77 WABC Early News about Hunter Biden's famous laptop. I did a deep dive into the laptop, and what I saw was a blatant pay-for-play scheme running out of the, the vice president's office. Uh, a lot of money exchanging hands, uh, a lot of money in Kazakhstan, Romania, Ukraine, and of course China. The allegations made in letters to the Delaware Attorney General, the Justice Department's National Security Division, and the IRS mark the first time President Joe Biden's son and his legal team have publicly acknowledged the contents of that laptop. The letter asks for investigations into Garrett Ziegler, John Paul Mac Isaac, Robert Costello, Rudy Giuliani, and Stephen Bannon. FBI agents Wednesday morning searched the Rehoboth, Delaware Beach home of President Joe Biden for more than three hours. The feds, though, failed to find any additional documents marked classified. However, Biden's lawyer, Bob Bauer, said agents took for further review some materials and handwritten notes that appear to relate to Biden's time as VP. Here's White House counsel Ian Sams. The president's been fully cooperative, and he's directed his team to be fully cooperative. We have cooperated fully. The president's personal attorneys have provided information to DOJ. If we have information to share about activities that have been conducted, we will do that. The Department of Justice is investigating the discovery of classified documents at a private office at a Washington, D.C. think tank that Biden used as a private citizen and at his residence in Wilmington, Delaware. As expected, another rate hike. The Federal Reserve Wednesday raised its benchmark interest rate by a quarter percentage point. Policymakers giving little indication that they plan to ease up on future plant hikes. Here's Fed Chair Jerome Powell. Financial conditions have tightened very significantly over the past year. Uh, I would say that our focus is not on short-term moves, but on sustained changes to broader financial conditions. And it is our judgment that we're not yet at a sufficiently restrictive policy stance, which is why we say that we expect ongoing hikes will be appropriate. So the federal funds rate now at a target range of four and a half to four and three quarter percentage points, the highest rate since October 2007 to ease inflation. All negative marks for the way President Joe Biden has handled the discovery of classified documents at his home and former office. There's a new poll out from the Newark Center for Public Affairs done in conjunction with the Associated Press. 39% disapprove, 23% approve. Another 36% said they're on the fence. Break it down along party lines, 68% of Republicans disapprove, 71% of Democrats approved. The early news spoke to New Yorkers about what should happen to the president regarding this classified document scandal. Whether it's something classified or something that shouldn't be out there, it just either way, it's just it's pretty irresponsible. Well, it's carelessness. Whoever did it, it's carelessness. I voted for the guy. I don't think it's the same thing as Trump, but it's still carelessness and it has to be addressed. Biden addresses a joint session of Congress next week for his State of the Union address as he strategizes his expected reelection campaign. Well, House Republicans are preparing to oust Democratic Congresswoman Ilhan Omar from the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Today's planned vote to remove the Somali-born Muslim lawmaker comes over her past comments critical of Israel. It's an escalation of tensions in the new Congress after Democrats booted far-right GOP lawmakers from committees over their incendiary violent remarks in the last session. One of the GOP voices that came to Omar's defense was Florida Representative Matt Gates. Here he is on Newsmax. It's one thing to do dangerous things to the country with intelligence. It's quite another to say, I don't like your viewpoint. 
and thus I want to remove you. I don't support that with DirecTV and Newsmax. I didn't support it when it was directed at my friend and colleague Marjorie Taylor Greene. And it makes me uncomfortable that the case against Ilhan Omar um, you know, isn't being subjected to any due process. The Minnesota Democrat has apologized for comments that she has said as she came to understand were anti-Semitic. The U.S. has seized thousands of rifles and nearly two dozen anti-tank missiles originating from Iran being transported along shipping routes. U.S. Central Command, CENTCOM, reported Tuesday that CENTCOM officials, in cooperation with international naval partners, successfully intercepted the transport of over 3,000 rifles from Iran to Yemen. The area in which the illegal weapons smuggling was discovered has been a historic route for trafficking. Iran has sought to supply Houthi rebels in Yemen with lethal aid for months, even as the Yemeni civil war remains under a ceasefire. Well, Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of the Bronx and a handful of other federal politicians, including two Democrats and one Republican, have shelled out thousands in campaign payments to a Chinese foreign agent. That's according to a Fox News digital review of campaign finance records. Representatives Kevin Mullen, the Democrat from California, Grace Meng, the Democrat from New York, Nicole Maliotakis, the Republican from Staten Island, joined Ocasio-Cortez in pushing campaign cash to Singtao U.S. That's a subsidiary of the Hong Kong-based Singtao News Corporation Limited. It was for advertising expenses during the midterm election cycle. Now, those campaigns have sent their money to a Chinese-owned entity that the DOJ forced to register as a Chinese foreign agent in August 2021, after the DOJ determined that Singtao U.S. constituted foreign political activity. The revelation comes after former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo told Fox News he believes a war with China is on the horizon. I take General Minahan to be serious in the sense of he's clearly very concerned that we're not doing enough to prepare to deter the Chinese Communist Party. I think that's what he was really getting at. It's hard to put timelines on any of these things. He says 2025. But make no mistake about it, Xi Jinping is watching for American weakness. He's watching for an absence of resolve. And if he sees opportunity, he will seize that very opportunity. Singtao's U.S. operations include Chinese language publications in New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. It also has a radio station in Berlin game. Well, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is investigating Ford Explorers. The agency said it has received over 100 complaints regarding windshield trim panels flying off that vehicle while traveling at highway speeds. There, there have not been any reports of crashes or injuries or a recall announced yet and investigations underway. Well, the Democratic National Committee holds its winter meeting in Philadelphia this weekend. There will be no party chair fight since Jamie Harrison isn't up for re-election until 2025. He recently spoke at the RBC meeting on the Biden proposal to change the primary ballot schedule. There is no candidate jostling for the White House since President Biden is expected to seek a second term. This was a process and decision that we can all be proud of. The Democratic Party is the party of hope. We are the party of America's dream. That all of America's people are created equal. This is the leadership that we have seen every minute of the Joe Biden president. Harrison there, the DNC Saturday expected to approve a new lineup for the party's presidential primaries. 77 WABC News Time 515. Justin Ellis here with a look at sports. The Joe is retiring, he says, for good, right? Yeah, for yeah. good. Uh, that's uh 
Yesterday's news, but still a hot story, of course, as uh, Tom Brady does indeed retire once again from the NFL, announcing in a social media video that he is walking away from the game, quote-unquote, for good. Brady, speaking on his storied career, also said that he wouldn't change a thing. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. All right, waterworks. Jesus. All right. <laughs> yeah. Over to local action last night. The Nets uh, never quite showed up in Boston as they get absolutely ragged off by the Celtics, 139-96. Jason Tatum went for a game-high 31 points on Boston's end of things, while Kyrie Irving topped out Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn's box score with just 20 points for the Nets. So an off night for Kyrie. And Cam Thomas out of 19 off the bench for the Nets. But BK never stood a chance against the NBA-leading Celtics, who have now won all three meetings with the Nets this season. Uh, Kyrie spoke after the game about the loss. It's clear as day that they want to win the championship and they're not wasting any time in the regular season. So Sunday I felt like we were just one of those teams in the way and um, you know we just can't be one of those teams in the way. We gotta be one of those teams that stands up to them. Brooklyn struggled mightily as a team shooting just 41% from the field including 9 of 39 from beyond the arc. They've gone 4 and 7 overall since Kevin Durant sprained his right knee on January 8th and looking ahead to hardwood action tonight the Knicks are getting set to welcome in the Miami Heat for a 7.30 p.m. tip-off at the Garden. Here with the Early News Sports Update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. So, Justin, do you think Brady will be doing commentary during the Super Bowl? I know he already has that, like, half-a-billion-dollar contract. Yeah, I mean, if I were him, I'd probably just take a... Uh, take a long vacation. Take, take the summer <laughs> off, year, Tom. Right? Take the summer take, off. Take and, it uh, off. And maybe, uh, you know, limit your social media use. Costa Rica. Just keep, keep your name out of people's minds. Because we're going to be hearing it enough from ESPN. Every team that needs a quarterback is going to be thinking about Tom Brady. So. Uh, I'm going to have to see if Giselle Bunchen, his ex, had anything to say about this. Highly doubtful. I don't think they speak. Oh. Final retirement. Oh, yeah, we'll see. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's head over to Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Investors looking past rate hikes. Stocks rallied late in yesterday's session. All three major indexes higher on the first day of February trading. The Fed remains committed to cutting inflation in 2023. Fed Chair Powell says ongoing increases will be appropriate to hit the target of 2% inflation. Facebook parent Meta announcing a $40 billion stock buyback. Earnings beating targets for revenue and daily user activity. The stock up 13% in after-hours trading. More technology earnings today. Three of the biggest reporting after the Closing bell. Apple to post its first revenue decline since 2019. Lower YouTube revenue expected to hurt Alphabet's earnings. Amazon's holiday quarter forecast down, mostly because of economic pressure on consumers. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. All right, checking futures, they're mixed. Dow down 27 points at 34,121. S&P's up 22 and three-quarter points. And Nasdaq's climbed to 185. Gold up $29 an ounce. And crude oil down 17 cents a barrel at $76.24. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. Well, more troubled for embattled Long Island Congressman George Santos. Multiple men now have described to ABC News past relationships with the New York congressman, some allegedly occurring when they were still teenagers that they said turned toxic due to a flood of lies that Santos allegedly told 
to try to manipulate and trap them. These new allegations come as Santos Tuesday informed his Republican colleagues at a closed-door conference meeting that he would be recusing himself from committee assignments. Pedro Villarva spoke to Fox 5. I didn't know it was a lie until we came out on the news that it was a lie. He never showed that he was a psychopathic liar that he's showing to be right now. He said a lie, he gets caught on the lie, and then he says another lie to cover up that lie. There were also more demonstrations yesterday calling for Santos to step down. He's under a federal and local investigation for lies about his background and possible campaign finance violations. Well, a suspect accused of throwing a lit Molotov cocktail at a temple in New Jersey last weekend, now under arrest. The suspect, identified as 26-year-old Clifton, New Jersey resident, Nicholas Melandridos. He was arrested and charged with attempted use of fire to damage and destroy a building used in interstate commerce. Authorities were looking for the mass vandal who was caught on surveillance video approaching temple near to mid in Bloomfield early Sunday and tossing that Molotov cocktail. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy visited the temple denouncing the attack. Absolutely despicable. Unfortunately, the, the, the amount of anti-Semitic actions in New Jersey is almost exploding. Video showed him lighting the device and throwing it at the front door of the synagogue. No damage because the door was shatterproof. Well, more and more people say that New York City is heading in the wrong direction. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. According to a new Quinnipiac University poll, Mayor Adams only has a 37% approval rating. Listen, I haven't seen the poll, and you and I know polls go up and down, up and down, and we're just going to continue to do what we do. When it comes to crime, 66% of voters still think it's a serious problem for the city, down from 74% compared to February of last year. Meantime, 70% of respondents say the city is experiencing a migrant crisis and can't accommodate new arrivals. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. Well, New York's Governor Kathy Hochul proposed a $227 billion, yes with a B, state budget yesterday. That plan would increase direct aid to schools and health care networks fund measures meant to bolster public safety and law enforcement and as well as expand housing in new york state and federal spending would increase by 2.4 percent or more than 5 billion over the previous budget hogel's plan does not include any broad-based increases in the personal income tax but calls for a hike on payroll taxes for predominantly downstate companies in order to fund mass transit we'll not be raising income taxes because it's not a newsflash that New Yorkers already believe they pay too much. Just she, uh, Governor Hochul there, also wants to increase cigarettes by $1 per pack. The budget also includes $1 billion for a broad array of services meant to aid newly arrived migrants in New York. The budget is due to pass by April 1st. And the introduction of the spending plan launches what is expected to be a heated two months in Albany over the direction of billions of dollars in state spending with the Democratic-controlled state legislature. Well, the New York City Health Department is declaring the monkeypox outbreak over with. 77 WABC's Noam Layden has the story. The monkeypox scare began last spring, ripping through parts of the gay community, and the fear, it was real. I take this very seriously. We do not want this to spread, and we'll do whatever we can to contain it. Governor Hochul there, along with health officials in D.C., were quick to push out a vaccine, and the lines to get it were long. Cases peaked in the summer and fall, but now the health department says the outbreak is over. For Early News, I'm Noam Layden. 
Well, that huge crash involving a dump truck on Route 3 yesterday in Secaucus caused major delays Wednesday morning on Route 3 in Secaucus. Actually, it was a 10-hour ordeal ending in the afternoon. And uh, this uh, truck apparently was a dump truck carrying sand, took down multiple wires and utility poles after the rear of the truck went up. They say it was some kind of a malfunction. The roadway was shut down both ways between Patterson Plank Road and the New Jersey Turnpike's Eastern Spur. PSE&G crews were on the scene for hours and hours to free the truck from the wires and also make repairs. A truck, the body lifted up on the back of a truck, hit wires, took wires out on both Route 3 East, Route 3 West. And that's the caucus mayor, Mike Sinelli. There happened around 6.30 in the morning and about 10 hours later, the whole thing was finally over with, all those wires and the down utility pole repaired. Certainly a headache for drivers, many of them stuck for hours and hours. Yes, it is Groundhog Day. And out on Staten Island, Staten Island Chuck will emerge today for his annual forecast. Will we have six more weeks of winter or will we have an early spring? So Staten Island Chuck will emerge at 7.30 a.m. at the Staten Island Zoo. He will make his prediction for the weather. And uh, this year's forecast will be live streamed by the zoo as crowds haven't been permitted since the start of the viral pandemic. That live stream will actually begin at 7 a.m. this morning on the Staten Island Zoo's Facebook page, and uh, according to the Zoo Board of Trustees, President William Fru, Chuck has an 80% accuracy rate and has correctly guessed whether there would be an early spring or six more weeks of winter for the past 13 years. And not to mention, Chuck is frequently at odds with his competitor, Pennsylvania's Puxatawney Phil, who will also emerge and have his own separate prediction today. Bad news for Ozzy Osbourne fans. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard explains. It looks like Ozzy is coming home for good. On Wednesday, the Prince of Darkness announced he won't be, quote, physically capable of performing his upcoming European tour dates, effectively ending his touring career. Osborne was in a major accident four years ago in which he damaged his spine and was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2020. He said despite multiple operations, treatments, and physical therapy, he is still too weak to handle the travel required to be on tour. Osborne told fans he was, quote, humbled by the way they've held onto their tickets and said his crew is thinking of ways he could perform without having to travel too much. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. 77 WABC News time coming up on 530. At 550, we chat with Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman. He'll weigh in on the proposed casino proposed for Uniondale, the hub. And also on the uh, embattled Congressman George Santos. And if you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.